All right, the Peach Jam wrapped up over the weekend with a future Illini holding his own. Scott Ritchie, how good was Merez Johnson? As good as really anybody that was playing at Peach Jam last week. And, I mean, that's saying something because that's the probably the biggest collection of high school talent in the country in the first week of July. All right, Richie will break down what happened. He'll talk schedule. He'll talk some more recruiting. He'll talk Kendall Gill golf outing. How about that in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball? Come back after these messages. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Scott Richie, welcome back. Well, I didn't go anywhere. Oh, you time. haven't? You mean you've been at work for a week now? Straight, Scott Richie. This two is some kind of re- two weeks straight. Got a record. Congratulations! It's summer. Like it's the only, literally the only time I can take off, and I don't have any days off until I don't know next May. So hmm. that should please you. When Illinois is celebrating their return to the Final Four. That would be, do you remember, how old were you, Scott Ritchie, when the 2005 gang came back to Memorial Stadium to a big, big, rousing reception? Like, after, like in the after immediate the final aftermath, four, right. I was a senior in high school. And which year? Which, I think you're asking which senior year? Yeah. There's only the one. Okay, just one. See, okay. I know you now. Um, yeah, so that, like, I'm only getting... You know, nearing my 20th high school anniversary in a couple of years, so it's been a while. I'll be a hoedown at Eureka High School. What do you have, like a like a barn dance? I don't know, because I, I, I didn't go to the 10th anniversary because it was on a Saturday in October, and I'm often occupied on hmm. those Saturdays. All right. Well, maybe we'll try to get you to the big... The big 2-0? Yeah, that's a big one at Eureka High School. Uh, Jim Rosso, Vice President of News here uh, with Scott Ritchie, our award-winning beat writer uh, inside Illini Basketball. We'll be here for a half hour or so. We're here a little early on Monday uh, because uh, old Scotty's got to go golfing today uh, at the Kendall Gill outing. I have to go to the Kendall Gill oh, outing. I won't not invited be golfing. No, to golf. <laughs> I, sp- I mean, I probably could have like mm-hmm. paid for the pleasure, but. Year 34, that great great thing. They've raised more than $650,000 for Cunningham Children's Home. That's an event that uh, Lou Hanson, Mary Hanson kind of got going and uh, Kendall Gill's run with it. I don't know if you saw the pictures of his kids over the years, over the weekend. Spectacular stuff. Well, I mean, it's crazy because Phoenix is a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, also being recruited by Illinois. Um, so that's, uh, and I did see the pictures of when he was a much younger kid. Right. Phoenix Gill, again, has an Illinois offer. Uh, anything new on that, Scott Ritchie? No. I mean, there's a. to be fair, there's a lot of, let's see, he's the class of 2025. There's a lot of 2025, 2026, even some 2024 um, with Illinois offers. But Illinois was Phoenix's first offer. Hmm. Um, and that was legitimate. It wasn't because he was Kendall's kid, right? Well, it didn't hurt that he was the son of Kendall Gill, but um, no, there was there's promise there. Like he's got high level D one potential, and you know, Gene's probably play a pretty big role in that. But not quite as big as his dad, not yet. But 
you know, he's he had a really good sophomore year because like, he played on St. Ignatius's team that made it to state as a freshman, but he didn't really play that much. Uh, but he was, had a big role this past year, and uh, I can only imagine that will expand you know, as he you know hits his last two years of high school basketball, and you know kind of we'll see where that goes for him recruiting wise. But you know, Illinois was first; they're not the only ones you know involved, and we'll see if like he wants to. You'll follow in his dad's footsteps. You know, some players do. Demonte Williams obviously came to Illinois after Frank did. Um, but, you know, some guys like to kind of chart their own path. So, we'll, I guess, you know, we've got a couple of years to see where can, or where Phoenix lies on that. All right, Coda Gill is a golfer, uh, I've, I've been told. Like a real good golfer, St. Ignatius. Who knew they were a two-time defending state champion? In golf? Did a little research. I've, I did not know that. <laughs> Good luck to him. That'll be a fun time. You can read about uh, Richie's coverage in the News Gazette uh, later today at newsgazette.com. Print edition tomorrow. Uh, I've picked up Sunday's print edition. I hope you did. It's four bucks. It's cheap. Loaded with uh, information. Uh, the Ode to Morez Johnson, who uh, wrapped up a, can I say, successful peach jam? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't probably as successful as he and Mean Streets won because they did lose in the, the quarterfinals, but... Lost in a close game t- after um, Dylan Harper, the number one rated recruit in the class of 2024, went off for 27 points. So it's there's no shame you know, in that loss. But um, there's an argument to be made that during pool play at Peach Jam that Merez was the best player at the E17 level. What the heck is E17? Well, it's like, you know how there's like U17, U16? Okay. Nike does like E because it's the EYBL. Hmm. It's like their little spin on it. Oh, it's cute. Yeah, well, it's it can be confusing if you don't know that E essentially means you. All right, nonetheless, Sonny's uh, paper you kind of uh, told of his ascent uh, from a, you know, a commit not too long ago to now one of the better players in the country. Yeah. Should Although, I be worried? No. Okay. And commit Kind of a long time ago, like he did that during his sophomore, well, I think before his sophomore year season at least started, and now he's a senior. Like that just that's a rarity in college basketball these days for one for guys to commit that young, and two to be honest, like to stay committed that long. All right, so, so I shouldn't I, be worried. Is what I, you're telling? I don't me. think so. Like okay. he's made a bunch of trips to Champaign. Like he's here. All, or as much as he can, I guess. And he's got a, like a tight relationship with Tim Anderson. And this thing stand out. Like, he could be the guy that they build whatever the next version of the team is around. Peach Jam, um, again, wrapped up over the weekend. Who was down there for uh, Illinois uh, watching this? Let's uh, see. Brad Underwood was down there. Uh, Chester Frazier, those two for sure. Um, but like, so Peach Jam was in North Augusta, South Carolina, which is just across the Georgia border from Augusta. Um, then Adidas had their event in Rock Hill, South Carolina, which was like an hour and a half-ish, two hours from North Augusta. And then Under Armour had their event in an Atlanta suburb. So like that was like the focal point. Like all the, Every coach was sort of in that general southeast portion of the state. All right, good morning, Atlanta Nation. Had all the stats. Uh, only a couple of players scored more than Morez Johnson. Yeah, and 
two that did that kind of stand out were both 2024 prospects as well. But uh, Mikey Lewis, uh, originally from Oakland, I think he he's played at a prep school in Denver the last two years. He's going to be at Prolific Prep um, in Northern California this coming season. That's where Coleman Hawkins finished his high school career. Um, had a huge week, uh, but he was playing in the Peach Invitational which is you know, the teams that don't qualify for Peach Jam still go down there uh, and play just in kind of a separate tournament. But he had a really good run, put up a bunch of points. And then kind of the same boat, um, Jackson McAndrew from Minnesota. Neither. Was also, was ne- also playing in Peach Invitational. Neither coming to Illinois, right? Um, I don't care. Could. Yeah. Like, they're, they're oh, two really? of the more, well, yeah, All right. as Marcus Jackson would say, my predecessor it's 50 50 either they do or they don't but they're two of the more recent offers recent targets so there's maybe a little more attention being spent on them than guys that have maybe had an offer for two years at least and they've just kind of gone by the wayside all right scott Ritchie joining us post peach jam um anybody else with illinois um attention stick out even from the younger kids um, yeah, there was some interesting you know, young guys um, in the E15 level. Um, I'm really going to have to figure out how to pronounce his last name. I think it's Adam Wimdock. Wimdock? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, from Virginia, put up 20.5 points, 7.3 rebounds per game. Shot it okay. Like what, As I was going through all these stats, what struck me was how poorly a lot of these guys were shot from three-point range and it was just like everybody um like if you shot a respectable percentage from three like you were the the outlier at peach jam i don't know if that what could have been it played a bunch of games in a bunch of days and just everyone got less efficient as things went but uh, it stood out to me um also at that level um another recent offer caden samuels uh, goes to Bishop McNamara in Maryland, so a Chester Frazier guy. Like Chester is kind of the lead on a, a bunch of these more recent offers. Um, average about fourteen points, four and a half rebounds, but like he did, he shot fifty percent from three, and it wasn't on like two attempts. He took like thirty threes over the course of the week, made half of them. Um, one of his teammates in high school and with team takeover, Prince Alexander Moody, had a pretty decent showing as well. Um, who are some of the other young guys that played well? Will Riley, uh, it's Canadian. Like Illinois finally broke the seal on the Canadian, so maybe they'll get another one. Um, played at the highest level, mostly for you play Canada, and did fairly well. Ten points a game, three and a half rebounds. He played one game at the E16 level and just dominated. He had 19.7 rebounds, three seals, two assists, two blocks. Just Clearly showed like he should be playing up. So those are some of the young guys that, that did well. Okay. Refresh my sagging memory about the class of 24 in uh, Illinois. Where are, we, where are we sitting right now? Merez. And still nobody else. No. I okay. mean, they had ZZ Clark right. briefly. Um, he has, in fact, I mean, I hadn't really looked to see what he had done uh, until recently, but uh, committed to Tennessee State. Hmm. So right. what's that about? Um, you didn't say Tennessee. T- as 
the, said Tennessee the state, state version, the one in Nashville. There's okay. been the occasional. I mean, he did for a brief period of time go to high school in Nashville during like the height of the pandemic because they left California, him and Sky. Played for a couple different teams for a year. Um, but there's been some players that have decided to like, you know, sort of high level recruits to commit to a, an HBCU. Okay. So that might be part of it, but uh, we'll see if he stays committed. Obviously, he's flipped once already. So Sky Clark's still at Louisville, as far as, as, I, far know. as I know. Okay. Just checking. Season hasn't started yet, though. All right. Uh, plenty of. Uh, no na- naked bear crawling at Eureka, right? Just. Not, no. I, sh- I felt I, as if I should ask you that. Okay. Good. Okay. Just checking. Uh, I really hope people, like. Followed what happened in college football over the weekend. Summer so league, not. NBA summer league, hot and heavy over the weekend. Saw a couple former line. I saw good old Malcolm Hill still playing ball, uh, making some money, enjoying his time in Las Vegas. Uh, who else should I be paying attention to, Scotty? Um, Malcolm's kind of it. Okay, because there were. That Podzinski guy was well. Sure, like he's yeah. pl- he's playing. He, he, in my book, he still counts. Okay, and okay. he's he was good in the where they played in the California Classic before Las right. Vegas. Um, been fine. Like he's okay. playing quite a bit. But like of the others, like Malcolm, I think is the only other one that's played because Matthew Meyer has gotten two DNPs with Houston. Like got like twenty guys on the roster. So right. I didn't. I don't. I mean, maybe later. Get some shoes out of it, probably. Yeah, I you get know, some, some gear, Houston, Houston gear, but like hanging in Las Vegas for a week. Yeah, well, a little longer in the week, so right, not all bad. No, uh, but he's not playing. Um, Alan Griffin is not playing for the Bucks. I think his dad would like have something to say about that, or maybe it is. It's like Alan, like you're not going to play, but you can be on the team because hmm. his dad uh, and Adrian Griffin's obviously not coaching the summer league team, um, but. See Mark Smith, I don't he didn't play in the first game for the Nuggets. I don't believe he played in the second. Yeah, I don't care about well. Mark Smith. Don't even look it up. I have no interest. Okay. Okay. Well hey. oh wait, did he play? He did play. What, what what part of the I I have no interest did not get through? Well, to I you. had already clicked, so you get to know that he had four rebounds and four rebounds. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> Greatest, the only Mark Smith memory I have is your photo of him and Lou Hansen. That's a good photo. Yeah, that's it. And he'll always, I mean, this, because of the way things ended, he'll always be the other Mark Smith. Right. For Illinois basketball. Yep. Because the first one was one of. Was like good. Yeah, had one of the the two triple doubles in program history before Io had two in two weeks. Sergio being Sergio the other. Sergio being the other. Good to catch up with Sergio. That gang. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, summer league, it's kind of a not. I mean, okay. Illinois is kind of a non-factor. Malcolm Hill's playing though; good for him. But like, he's a veteran; like, he's done it five times. All right, fill me in on Io. Uh, you wrote about him uh, and his contract situation with the Bulls. They seem to be extending a lot of people not named Io. Yeah, and they. It was interesting because like they gave 
Kobe White and Io the their qualifying offers like the same day before free agency started, so they would enter free agency as restricted free agents. Um, have since come to an agreement on a new contract with Kobe White. Io's mm-hmm. uh, still so what's hanging that? out. Um, well, I because th- there's so much movement in the first like five minutes of free agency, the first couple of days, um, but then Damian Lillard said he wanted to be traded. So I think things have sort of paused while that domino falls and then everything else might sort out. But at this point, like, I was probably one of the better free agents remaining because he's young. Um, he's not going to command a huge contract, but, like, someone could do that if they really want him to get him away from the Bulls because the Bulls can match whatever deal that he does get. But if it's too much, like, they won't, so... Uh, it's just sort of a wait and see at this point, but until Damian Lillard is traded, until maybe James Harden is traded, things will wait. And then, like, I don't think the Bulls will be involved necessarily, except maybe as a third team, but they could, Io might, like, do a sign and trade. So, just Kofi, uh, what's Kofi doing? My, my weekly, why is he not playing in a league where I can pay attention? Well, you can pay attention I to can't. the. Japanese uh, B, it's B league, but it's like their top league. So essentially, mm. like basketball league, I guess. Right. Um, you leave the country, I stop paying attention. That's my rule. Okay. Um, well, because like he could play in the G league if he wanted, but he gets more money in Japan or anywhere but the G league. Um, for the most part, Scott. It, Rich, it's just oh. I, I just don't. He. I mean, you look at this year's draft. Like Drew Timmy went undrafted. Like he's kind of playing for the Bucks. Like, Oscar Sheboy didn't get drafted. Adama Sonogo was the most outstanding player of the NCAA tournament doesn't get drafted. Like, there's just not... There's, like, four roster spots across the entire league for guys, like, of that ilk. And Boban's had a stranglehold on one of them for, like, a decade. It's a big week for Scott Ritchie because it's the start of the Fisher Fair. And I know that's near and dear to your heart, your rural heart. I do like donkey races. A county fair. They do donkey races yeah. at Fisher. Yeah. Okay. You got the pageant tonight. I know that's, that's a big one. Yeah. I think they got the demo derby later. Probably some country dude gonna sing on Friday night. I'm guessing. I do like a demolition derby. I had a friend in high school who put a car together. <laughs> I bet you did to smash it up. Is that before the naked slingshot or afterward? <laughs> uh, no Shrek claps. And Eureka. Also, fire Pat Fitzgerald, probably. Seemed to be uh, time to do it. For the, those that don't know any of these references, uh, hazing, big problem at Northwestern football. Allegedly. Alleg- well, yeah. Except the investigation that they had committed, or that went on from the outside law firm said that there was enough evidence to essentially confirm that there was hazing going on. There's certain levels of hazing in all, in all seriousness probably taking place at every program in, in America, not just football, but not that type of hazing. There, I think there's a difference Define between like hazing. hazing and like razzing right. your teammates. Okay. Hazing um, is bad. Don't do that. There was hazing at Valpo back in my day. Not bad hazing. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be for another podcast. Good hazing. Productive, right? 
Well, I think you probably have to come up with a different different word for maybe it. yeah different verb. Yeah, hazing has taken on yeah. fairly negative connotation as it should. All right, Brad Underwood uh, will be out at the Kendall Gill uh, outing today. Since this is taking place before that, let's just forecast what he's going to say to you. Um, they've had a really good summer. Uh, pleased to have everybody on campus now that Justin Harmon's here. Um, proud of Zach Hamer, Tyler Underwood with their new promotions. How many coaches they have now? Uh, the new two new assistants. Right. So what does that make? Five assistants. It's a lot. Brett it's like an NBA bench pretty soon. Um, I looked just because I was curious. I just did the Bulls because they're my go-to. There are six assistants for the Bulls and then about 25 other people that... Right. Carrying a clipboard of some yeah. sort or a laptop. <laughs> yeah, a tablet. Tablet. Yeah. Not a clipboard. That's my old well, the, school. There are... The, you'll see some clipboards, though. Um, so, yeah, college basketball is not quite to the NBA level because the NBA is going to have to add, like, a third row behind the bench for all the staffers that kind of double as part-time coaches. Um, and their bench space is a little more because Illinois has got... Mm-hmm. They've got a full second row and a couple and maybe a third row. You talked to those two uh, last week uh, for a Saturday story in your news gazette. I hope you read it. Uh, fill me in. What are they? What are they going to be their primary responsibilities? Well, they can do everything that like Chester Frazier, Jeff Alexander, Tim Anderson can do, except go on the road and recruit. So. They'll work with the players during practice. They can do film sessions with players um, whenever, as long as I mean, obviously it has to fall in the 20 hours a week. Although if the players come in voluntarily, I think that doesn't count. But, um, yeah, they, they, they're assistant coaches now. And you know, they obviously had other responsibilities before these promotions. So, like, Tyler Underwood's still going to basically be in charge of like all the on-campus visits like he'll set those up and kind of coordinate all that goes into that um everyone's kind of pitching in i mean it's maybe a slight downturn and like getting up checking the portal every day but probably still do but like uh, patrick biddle who's their video coordinator is doing some of that and then the managers as well um so there's everyone's kind of doing a little bit of everything but i will ask brad like if he's going to hire more non-coach staffers Still have a roster spot before they head to, uh, where are they going, Spain? Is going right? to Spain, leaving okay. August 4th. Okay, so, so you got a, less than a month. Yep, we got 10 practices that are going to kind of intersperse between now and then. Like actual, the actual practice, like not just these summer workouts. But uh, yeah, open roster spot probably stays open. Okay. I would think. I don't know who they would get at this point. I'm As I told you before in the previous podcast, I'm fine with it. You're not. You're all worried. I mean, I'm really not worried because I don't get invested at that level because I cover the team and I'm not a fan. Um, I'm just curious, like, how it's going to be different than last year. The kids are all, like, a year older. makes a huge difference. I've heard Brad Underwood say the best thing about freshmen is they become mm-hmm. sophomores. So. Thank you. We'll see. And, yeah. like, I think Ty Rogers has a lot of potential, but it's a big ask. Piece of cake. Okay. But... From what I understand, maybe this group just likes each other a little bit more. So, 
That's a big difference. We'll see. All right. So in those 10 practices, what's the, uh, what's the biggest thing? Um, they're not going to like put in like the whole playbook in 10 practices, but they're just going to kind of have this, a base set for the games they play in Spain. And even like those games, like, you know, can't really go into them trying to like out scheme the teams they play. So it's just an emphasis on doing what they do and doing it right. At sort of a base level. Not knowing the competition, but a lot of these Spain trips, basically you're playing like six dudes from the Y, right? The Spain's version of the Y. A couple of these games will be. Yeah, there's a there's sort of levels of competition. And like usually there's at least one where it's like, did these guys know each other before they came in? Or it was just like guys they were hanging chains. out in the gym, <laughs> like smoking cigarettes while they play. Um, then like there's... Maybe you know, some little more cohesive teams that that they'll play would be a better a better challenge. But they also get really, and just from talking with you know Tyler Underwood about this because he went on one of these trips as a player when they went to Italy, um, I guess four years ago. Because you can do these every four years. It was just the time to like, because that was before they started actually like winning. Um, more. It was just more about like the team coming together. Just from, again, a cohesion standpoint. All right. You said uh, everybody's on campus, right? Everybody that they have at this point. Who was the last to arrive? Justin Harmon was the last. He had to finish up some academic stuff at Utah Valley so he could be a grad transfer, and he did that because he's here and working out. Not hearing a bunch about him uh, since his decision. Why is that? I think it was mostly because... Once he committed, then like every, all the attention turned to the point guard and a specific point guard, Ray J. Dennis, that is going to Baylor instead. So um, I just think that kind of overshadowed his addition. Like he can play some point, but like he's not a point guard. I mean, that's I think that's kind of what they have on this roster. Is like they have guys that can run the point, but aren't necessarily a point guard. And um, I think Justin Harmon probably operates better off the ball although you know having it in, hand, in his hand some to attack the basket but he's not necessarily a facilitator his um, turnover percentage was a little little high last year but where are we at uh, schedule wise scott richie you know that does it always intrigues me um at this point most of the non-conference schedule is set quote unquote i mean a lot of the games have not been well none of them have been officially announced except for I mean, obviously, bragging rights happens every year. Uh, Marquette and the Gabbitt games is official. Tennessee is official because that was announced last year. But they've got this the home multi-team event uh, against Valpo, Western Illinois, and then Southern University, not, not SIU, but the one in Louisiana. Uh, they'll be back in the Jimmy V in early December playing Florida Atlantic who brought everybody back from their Final Four team, which was pretty impressive. Uh, let's see who else. They got Oakland in the battle for Kendrick Nunn. Um, I think they're, I believe they're playing fairly Dickinson sort of at the end of December. So obviously they had quite the NCAA tournament, you know, at the 16 over one upset of Purdue. I'm trying to think who else, what else there might be. There's probably a couple more that I'm, all right, it'd be good to see uh, the New York City Illini Club again. I know you stopped in last year. 
They had quite the event. Time. They'll uh, do it again this year, I'm, I'm assuming, right? I, yeah, I mean, if Elmo's going to be there, I would bet that they would get together. All right. Uh, the other uh, programs on campus starting to make some news. Any any volleyball stuff I should learn about? Scotty, I know you keep a tab on that. Um, Not really, okay. I guess. All I mean, right. They well, just missed the NCAA tournament last year, so that doesn't hap- hasn't happened very often in the more recent Illinois volleyball history, so have to kind of figure that out, but I don't know, new setter. Brooke Mosher takes over for Diana Brown. Uh, Raina Terry is back as their top uh, offensive option. But okay. uh, didn't didn't really add anybody in the transfer portal. Had probably a position that they needed to address there, but but didn't. Football uh, landing their highest profile class of twenty four talent over the weekend. Yeah, Khalil Valentine, well. four star running back out of uh, Arizona, played on. Pretty good team, you know, last year. Uh, put up big numbers. And I think that, that makes four-star running backs in each of the last three classes. Cause I think Aiden Lawfrey was, like, a, right at the borderline four-star, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, so, local kid. Then Caden Fagan from Arthur was a four-star. And now Khalil Valentine. Interested about uh, the locals you just mentioned, how they pan out. Well, there's opportunity at running back, certainly. Heading into this season with Chase Brown now with mm-hmm. the Bengals. So, um, you know, Caden did enroll early, so he got a head start on things. Aiden is different than the rest of the running backs. He's just, he's their fastest guy, but like he's got to stay healthy. And that's been kind of his struggle dating back to his high school career, at the, at the least the end of it. All right. This is Inside Illini Basketball. Scott Rich, my, my weekly reminder that I, yeah, gosh. My apologies for talking about other sports when you asked me about that. After the Gill outing today, what can we expect this week? What's the what's going to be making news? Well, it's July, so there's not maybe a ton on the newsy front, but uh, hopefully I'll get a chance to talk to some players this week, kind of see how their summers are going, and we'll have those. Updates, again, hopefully, because I'm not in control of when I get to talk to them, uh, have that this week. Why is that? Why don't you just tell, hey, Coach, I need to talk to him. I got someone telling me I need stories. Yeah, I'm not sure how much weight that would have. right now. Okay. I, if, I'll take it. All right, Scott Ritchie. Uh, appreciate it, as always, uh, this abbreviated uh, version of Inside Line Out Basketball. He's off to the Kendall Gill outing. Every morning, 6 a.m., IlliniHQ.com. Good morning, Illini Nation. Then tomorrow you're going to have tons of coverage from uh, what, uh, what the guys say on Savoy. Um, any last thoughts before I kick you out? No, just uh, I'm storing up the data. For I can't. I, just, I know I'm very, I'm very anxious. Oh, how about this? I'll give you a Rutgers note at the end. Oh, um, great. They could have two of the top three players in the class of 2024. I'm still not doing anything. Uh, maybe there. <laughs> All right, Scotty, thank you. We'll see you next Monday.